podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to Series 3, Episode 21 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. Alexis Sanchez makes his debut, Zlatan Ibrahimovic is back in the news but might be out of Manchester United in the coming days. Michael Carrick returns to the starting lineup. Angel Gomez plays for the second time for United's first team. And we beat Yeovil Town 4-0 in the FA Cup with Birmingham City or Huddersfield Town next up in Round 5. Jack, um, let's start on Yeovil Town. A, a convincing win against lower league opposition that hasn't always been the case it's very rare that we we get beaten by one of these sides but it's also very rare for us to just see off a team like this and four goals even though two of them fairly late on um, very late on in, in Romelu Lukaku's case for the fourth um, but uh, a very nice and comfortable win yeah it really was I was very ple- pleasantly surprised I would say um, it was. I mean, obviously, like you said, the two goals at the end were just really sealed the deal. But even before that, two 0 we looked very, very comfortable. You know, Yeovil had sort of one chance in the first half, and apart from that, we controlled the game very well. I thought it was a, a really professional performance. Actually, I was really pleasantly su- surprised by how we controlled the game and how we didn't really let Yeovil get under our skin too much. It was important for us to get a hold of the game right from the start, and we definitely did that. Very, very good performance, I thought. Very professional in the end. And Alexis Sanchez, obviously the main talking point from basically from the moment his signing has been announced, people have been waiting for, for this game and the focus was very much on him from in the build-up and during the game and after about half an hour started to properly properly show his quality. And I don't know if you can call his, his pass to Marcus Rashford an assist. Officially, you can't, but plays a part in Rashford's goal and gets the the direct assist you could say for Ander Herrera's as well and just generally showed his quality and it's very nice it's it's just even even just seeing him in a United shirt is exciting yeah it really is I think what we saw was a classic Alexis Sanchez performance and that's that's what we can expect going forward he loses the ball a lot that's 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 sort of part and parcel of his game now we have to accept that Um, he's he's never been someone that's protected the ball brilliantly because, as, I mean, as we said last week, where he does his high-risk stuff, it's not just always playing the simple passes. He looks to play more intricate passes that are going to end up creating a, a, a chance and he's going to lose the ball a lot. And I'm well prepared for that. I hope all the other fans are. But like we said, when we needed it, he had the quality to pop up with definitely one assist, potentially two, depending <laughs> on who you talk to. I thought he had a solid game. I thought it must have been a strange game for him to start off with, I guess, in terms of being at, at Yeovil and in the FA Cup. Sort of a strange strange atmosphere, but I think, what was it, 70 minutes he played, I thought he did well. Uh, I was surprised how, how much he stayed on the left flank. I thought he would move um, move about a lot more than that. But he seemed to play well on the left flank. Him and Luke Shaw combined quite well a few times. I was happy with his overall performance. I think that's sort of what we can expect from him. Yeah, and I mean, it's helped by the opposition, um, of course. Mourinho's situation in terms of we were struggling about where to play Sanchez um, when we were discussing his signing last week, but helped by the fact that we're playing Yeovil and we can rest a few players and, and the pressure's not on from the players themselves who want to play quite as much and, and Martial rested, uh, Pogba rested as well and De Gea. So it made easier in that sense, but Sanchez starts on the left. He does lose the ball a lot, but as you say, that's that's kind of 
that's part of it. it. I think there's very few players at that level in in world football who play in that kind of role in that kind of position who who don't lose the ball a lot. I mean, you look at Martial and Rashford lose the ball more than anyone on our team, but at the same time, they're the two most exciting players on our team and are the two players who create a, a huge amount of our chances. And Sanchez is that, but on another level. And Pat, perhaps because he's involved more, because he drifts around the pitch more, though didn't as much as you'd expect against the Oval, as you say. Um, perhaps because he's involved more, that shows itself more and is more frustrating. But the stuff he does when the risk game, as you say, pays off is is fantastic. Play, playing at that kind of level and being that sort of creative force, it, it does mean that you lose the ball a lot as well. The, o- the only person that I can think of off the top of my head who plays that style of, of play and, and doesn't lose the ball a lot is Messi. <laughs> and obviously Sanchez is not Messi. Uh, you look at Ronaldo, every sort of creative player in that kind of ilk, they all lose the ball a lot. It's just part and parcel of their game, unfortunately. It, like, as we said, it's risk and reward. It's high-risk stuff that we know Sanchez is going to do. And I'm perfectly happy with that. I think he it will end up with him contributing a lot to our team. I think he's going to be a big difference maker for us. And the overall game was a good start. It was about as good as you could expect in what was a relatively strange game, I guess. Um, like I said, in terms of starting in the FA Cup at Yeovil uh, in a game where half of our normal starters were rested. So I think for him, it was a, it was a positive start for sure. I'll be interested to see how he plays alongside the likes of Pogba, uh, Martial, Rashford, Lukaku in the next game but it's a good start I was very pleased with his overall performance and I can't wait to see him play for us in the Premier League with our full strength side Yeah, absolutely it's, it's going to be a very exciting prospect against Spurs I mean, we we can't guess what the lineup will be it, it's it's generally very, very hard to predict I mean, we might even go with a 3-5-2 to, to match Spurs but it will be exciting seeing Sanchez's name in alongside um, Pogba, De Gea, Martial it's one of those It'll be one of those lineups where you look at it and think, "Oh, um, that's 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 pretty good." Yeah, I I think that the lineup would be very very interesting. I wouldn't be surprised at, at all to see us line up in a three five two. To be honest, we we've done that before in big games. I think it does suit our team pretty well, actually. That formation, so I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised at all to see us line up with that. It does seem to allow us to put some more attacking players on the pitch. the The only problem with that is that we seem to have so many wingers who aren't suited to playing wing back. I can't imagine us going with a wing back partnership of Sanchez and Martial, for example. So I'll be interested to to see who we go with if we do end up playing that formation. But even if we play four at the back, you know, I expect Sanchez and Martial to start. Um probably Lingard and Lukaku as well. That see it seems like that's the way that uh, that's like the most obvious way for Mourinho to go. But who knows what he'll actually end up doing. It may it may be that he decides to against that and he wants to give Martial a rest or play Lingard or thinks that Rashford deserves a start um after his performance against Yeovil. It'll be very, very interesting. Um and hopefully it will be Pogba and Matic back together in midfield. We those those two had a good partnership. Uh and Jones coming back into into defence as well. I'm actually I'm looking forward to the game against Spurs. I mean we'll get on to that. Uh, a little bit later in the episode, but I think it should be a good game. Interested again to see how Sanchez plays in his first Premier League game, and it's really sort of being thrown in at the deep end there. It's, there's no uh, no honeymoon period of playing sort of bottom of the table clubs. It's all straight in, I foot on the gas, and away you go. Yeah, and just a final point on Sanchez. It's it would be great for his debut if he scored a hat trick, but in a way, when a player comes in and the attention is already all on him, it's it's probably quite good to just have a very a very solid debut where he plays well, shows all the attributes that we expect from Sanchez, the the fight and the 
and the determination as well as just the, the sheer quality um, with some of the things he does. But at the same time, not not such an incredible debut that the pressure is on against Spurs to do that again. And all the focus is on Sanchez and none of it on Manchester United as a whole. So that's that's probably quite a nice thing. But another big thing, I mean, everyone was looking at the line, I think, oh, Alexis Sanchez. But at the same time, Michael Carrick back. Great to see our club captain in his second appearance of the season after heart issues that he suffered um, in sort of September and had to have sorted out. But very nice to see him back and small reminders of, of what a wonderful player we have. And what a, I mean, just in general, what a wonderful man we have at United. Carrick has, has been such a good servant to the club. He's, I mean, a great player, first and foremost, on the pitch. But like I said, a great, a great guy off the pitch too. Uh, he's done wonders with some of our younger players and sort of being playing that sort of mental role to them. Another very assured performance against Yeovil. Great to see him back on the pitch, especially with reports that he's going to be retiring at the end of the season um, and potentially has been offered a coaching role with Man United as well. Would be really, really great to see Carrick in that role after he retires. I think he deserves it for what he's given to this club. And I think he would be a really good coach as well. Tactically, he's very, very aware on the pitch. And I think he would make a very good coach. He he seems to understand the game really, really well. Um, yeah, it's just very nice to see him back on the pitch. I think he deserves it. And he deserves all, all the credit he's now getting. He was a very underappreciated player for a lot of his career, but now seems to be getting the recognition that he deserves. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because this isn't the best period of his career, um, but he's finally now getting the the recognition in, in classic ironic uh, sort of football fan fickleness. But yeah, and it's it's nice to know that it's it seems likely that he'll take a place on the coaching staff when he when he retires, which is which is great to have um, because you do need the at the moment are apart from Carrick are sort of Chris Morning and and Phil Jones and <laughs> United should have better than that just because there's a lot that they do not ju- not just sort of being the experienced figure but also explaining to players who come in what's expected of them at, at United and showing the traditions and I mean we're coming up to the 60th anniversary of Munich and it's figures like Carrick and it was part, partly Wayne Rooney's job before it's, it's figures like those players that educate the new signings and the young players who come through on, on just the importance of of parts of the club's history like that so it's nice that Carrick is staying on given that we we haven't got a- anyone else really no there were a few, a few players who don't often get a chance getting a chance Matteo Damian being one of them and a Herrera another, Herrera scoring with actually a very good finish um, from an Alexis Sanchez assist. But just on Damian, um, looks like he won't be allowed to leave United um, before the end of the January transfer window. There's what is it, two days left of the transfer window now, maybe one or maybe none if you're listening to this on another day apart from Monday. But Juventus are interested, a number of Italian clubs are reportedly interested, but it, they sort of seem interested in a loan move and Mourinho is not. And Mourinho is, is, is wanting to keep Damian for squad depth considering we're in the FA Cup fifth round Champions League knockouts and still just about hanging by a thread in the Premier League title race but barely um, but Damien again not not entirely convincing not at all no I think that's uh, being quite kind to Damien uh, yeah it just it's strange he started off his career the first couple of games so well for United and it's just been all downhill from there really Um 100% of rotation player now. I'd be very, very surprised if he comes back for next season. He doesn't. He doesn't even seem to fit the Mourinho mould of of a squad player because he's not. He's not in too versatile, and he just seems to be on his, on his way out already. Uh, both at right back and at left back, he looks very suspect. Uh, did manage to bag himself an assist, I believe, actually the other day. So 
Uh, it's probably one of his be- better contributions of the season. But yeah, I can't I can't see his future staying at uh, Man United for very much longer. It's a shame because, like I said, his career at United did start off really well. He looked like a very good, uh, very promising right back at one point, but not now. Uh, it seems to have all gone downhill from him for here. And I, I imagine he'll probably play a few more. FA Cup games and other than that I doubt uh, we'll be seeing him too much for the rest of the season unless we have a mini injury crisis at some point yeah I mean someone else who we might not be seeing much throughout the rest of the season but in better circumstances is Angel Gomez who came on for his second appearance in the United shirt um, which is very nice to see because he this season hasn't been as quite as spectacular for Gomez in terms of youth teams as last season partly because he's gone from playing under 18s football very regularly to less regular 18s and more regular sort of sub appearances for the under 23s and the, the occasional start and had a few injuries and as well as that being at the under 17 world cup with england in october stopped him playing for united's teams but um it's it's very nice to see that he's brought back in it's not just a one-off and yes it's not much and it's unlikely that we're going to see him much this season, but it's just about giving the little moments. Travelling on a cup for a cup game, um, a long way to travel, a different experience, and, and being in that atmosphere and getting on and having some minutes for United's first team. It's, it's brilliant that Mourinho is giving him that opportunity. Yeah, I thought Gomez did well when he came on too. Um, really, really glad to see him getting a chance. I think he's deserved that. He's been the standout performer for all of the uh, the youth teams in the last few years. I think he's 100% earned the right to be able to travel with the first team and then come on and get uh, get an appearance off the bench the other, the other night. You know, Mourinho has got a lot of lot of bad press in the past about his lack of opportunities given to youth players, but I've been pretty happy with what he's done this season. He seems to be growing in trust in Scott McTominay all the time. Obviously, he played again against Yeovil. McTominay's not, not going to be a world beater by any means, I don't think, but he's a very useful squad player to have, and Mourinho seems to trust him. Uh, he used he used him a lot in the Premier League and he's getting regular starts in the FA Cup now. And Gomez, I think, is the one that I'm I'm very excited about. He's been by far the best player in a lot of our youth setup in the last few years. Uh, played very very well when he came on the other day. Almost I thought he I thought he'd managed to uh, sneak in a goal at the near post as well on that lazy little run towards the end. But looks like a very tidy prospect. I'm glad Mourinho is sort of keeping him in and around the first thing because, like you said, even. Not necessarily coming onto the pitch, but just experiencing being around players like Pogba, like Sanchez, like De Gea, travelling to these games as part of the first team. It's a big deal for a player like him, and it's all experience building up so that when he eventually, hopefully, does break through into the first team, he'll be all the better off for it. Yeah, it's all it's all about getting the experience and, and understanding what to do so that when... Because the debut and, and the cup debut is obviously a big thing, um, but the really big nerve-wracking thing for for a player coming through is when you start a game and you start a big game because even if you started even if you start like 20 25 games for the club when you finally get that start in a massive game in a Manchester derby it's all about having that experience um and sort of it just relaxes you a bit and that's what Gomez is getting and McTominay is getting um and hopefully others soon, probably Axel Twanzebe next season and, and Timothy Fossiment, so hopefully getting that next season as well. And Marcus Rashford scoring, nice to see. Hasn't had his, his goal-scoring boots on, as the cliche goes, much in, in recent weeks, but nice to see. And Romelu Lukaku, I was um, in co- the commentary from Martin Keown was um, a joke throughout, but, <laughs> but <laughs> was but, yeah. almost expected with the Alexis Sanchez saga. But Romelu Lukaku scores... 
what I think is actually a very good finish. And Keown goes, oh, well, yeah, he just had to, he just had to tuck it away. He couldn't miss. Well, right. I, I mean, that's a, on, that's not even a half volley. It's a volley at hip height and he manages to finish it perfectly. That could very easily go ballooning over the crossbar. Um, I thought that was a fantastic finish from Lukaku. I thought that was a, a good finish too. Like, I mean, it's, it's not, not an amazing goal by any means, but like I said, hip high volley for, and it wasn't, it wasn't like we're talking about two yards out here either. Uh, I, th- I thought it was a good volley. The, vo- the ball was coming to him at pace. I, just, I mean, Lukaku again in the little cameo that he had when he came on, yet again, seems to have improved so, so, so much with the ball at his feet. There was one point where he got, he got the ball about 20 yards inside the oval half, gets the ball with the defender at his back, gets in a little half t- turn and then plays a 30-yard pass out to the left wing. He seems to have improved that side of his game so much. Seems to be playing with good confidence again now after obviously going through that bad patch uh, sort of midway through the season. I'm, I'm, I've been really, really impressed with Dukaku in the last sort of month, a month to two months. I think he's been one of our best players. Probably won't get too much credit for it because his scoring hasn't been like it was at the start of the season, although it's definitely been pretty good. Uh, but his general play has been so much better. I, I, I think Lukaku's first season has actually been very good. Uh, obviously, I hope, we wish he could have done better in those sort of that run of big games and the City game was particularly poor from him it's pretty much a disaster of a game but since then he's bounced back very very well and I think I, I personally have seen a lot of progress in Lukaku especially in the last couple of months so I've been very happy with him I think it was a good finish and like I said to go back to Martin Keown his commentary was an absolute joke all night it was just everything was about how how much Alexis Sanchez had <laughs> given the ball away and how poor we were as a club and as a team and it was it, it got boring by after about 10 minutes it's, it is truly shocking to think that biggest club in the world Manchester United are, are paying Alexis Sanchez more than the Oval Towns players and <laughs> I mean I was going to say something about if you look at other industries but I'm, I'm not even going to go into that because it's it's so ridiculous that I, I can't be bothered to explain it I'm not going to to fall down to Martin Keown's level and yeah. get into a, a petty argument about why Alexis Sanchez deserves his money. But anyway, finally, before we move on, Zlatan Ibrahimovic, not involved against the Oval, obviously, still injured, came back, I think he played, appeared or came off the bench or started seven times after he initially returned from his injury, but now back on the the physio's table and is set to return to training this week. Unlikely to play against Spurs on Wednesday, but could leave the club to join LA Galaxy in Major League Soccer. Um, Mourinho saying he's not he hasn't, he hasn't got back to full fitness and if he wants to leave he United will cre- create the conditions I think was the phrase for, for Zlatan Ibrahimovic to be able to leave the club and it, it's a shame because I think Ibrahimovic isn't going to he'd probably may, maybe play around 10 more games if he can get back um, this season and there are certainly some positives to him leaving um, more time for Rashford and Martial but realistically they're getting a huge amount of game time anyway Rashford's played every game this season or at least appeared in it, maybe not started, but played every game this season, um, which is an incredible record. And Martial is getting a lot of time, um, Lingard too. So that positive isn't a huge one, but the, the you, you lose a lot with Ibrahimovic. There's there is that quality there. I think he's still got things to add to United, and the him having him round the dressing room is is genuinely a big impact. His mentality rubs off on other players, and we saw that while he was at Paris Saint-Germain he completely revolutionised the, the idea of, of of what PSG were going for and made it just customary for them to win thing and, and help the, the squad develop. I mean, I, I can't say I'm surprised that Mourinho saying that he would be allowed to leave because obviously 
especially now with the Sanchez signing as well, we have a number of very, very high wage earners and with Ibrahimovic not contributing too much on the pitch, I can see why Mourinho would say that. But I do agree, I think Mourinho, uh, sorry, Ibrahimovic does have a big impact on the pitch, uh, sorry, off the pitch in the in the dressing room. Perhaps, may, maybe because of the Sanchez signing, Mourinho is thinking that he isn't needed quite so much. You know, Sanchez provides that similar kind of mentality, maybe not on the same level as Ibrahimovic, but a similar kind of thing of just that win-at-all-cost mentality that we see from both of them. So maybe that's something that uh, has contributed to that sort of quote from Mourinho. But I would also be relatively surprised to see uh, to see Zlatan leave. I think he's he, ultimately. I think he's done his job at United. He helped take us back to the Champions League. He offered us in one season what no one else at the club could currently could currently offer last season. We slated him a lot. Pretty much all United fans slated him a lot last season for different things at various different times. But ultimately, he came in to do a job. He served that purpose, and I think he did help to instill a little bit more of a winning mentality in the side. Um, we saw it, I think, a lot in, during the Europa League, League run in us kind of grinding out results when we weren't pl- perhaps playing at our best. And so if he does leave, I think it won't be with too much sadness in terms of what he offers us on the pitch. But I, I, I personally will remember him well, I think, if he if he was to leave. And if, if he decides to stay, then great, because I think he can still offer us something, especially in the dressing room, like you said. Yeah, definitely. It, it's it's not that you'd be completely gutted to see him go, but it would be sad for him to end on this note, given what he gave to the club in, in a short period of time. Right, one of our biggest games of the season for quite a while in Tottenham Hotspur on Wednesday. We've had a fairly, even though during December we, we struggled, it was during a period of, of fairly easy games against Leicester, Burnley, Southampton. And then January has, has been pretty much the same um, ever since we, basically since the Manchester derby on, uh, what was that, December the 10th. So Spurs back in the big game mentality um, and going in very confident. I, I've, I saw something on Twitter where someone was saying, you can, you can tell the impact of Jose Mourinho on United because you now look forward to these games. As in genuinely, genuinely look forward to them, not sort of think, Oh, we get, we're going to lose here. This is like, oh, like, obviously you still look forward to pretty much any United game, but Van Hal, Moyes, you'd be going into some games thinking, oh, where's Mourinho? It's, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I love, I love the sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think you're right. Um, it, it, they are exciting for us to watch. I, I think, I mean, to be fair, under Van Hal, we actually had a very good record in big games, but, I didn't really look forward to them because I always felt that we were about to get smashed. Um, I, I Spurs is always sort of a weird one for me as well because although they're obviously a, a great team now, um, it, it never kind of feels like as daunting, I guess, as as it would travelling to like Stamford Bridge or the Etihad, where uh, you know our record isn't isn't so great. I I am looking forward to this game. I think it could be a very very good game actually. Spurs are having a, an okay season. Um, obviously, Harry Kane playing up front is probably the best best striker in the league potentially in the world at the moment um obviously will probably cause us a lot of problems but i think we can cause spurs a lot of problems as well defensively they haven't looked as good as they did uh for most of last season and the season before so i think we can definitely go after them it should hopefully be a good game i expect us to set up relatively defensively obviously with Mourinho in a big game but i think we will try and attack spurs because they they look fragile at the back and they definitely have things that we can exploit. They're not the fastest team, uh, especially through the centre. So I think we can look to try and exploit that. I think the person we need to be watching out for though is Son during this game because 
obviously Harry Kane grabs all the attention, all the headlines, but uh, Son has really had a great season this year. He really settled down at Spurs, and he's the one really alongside Eriksen who causes a lot of the problems because he takes players out of the game by through his great movement, which then allows Kane a lot more space to run into. So I think we need to really uh, be careful of Son. Hopefully get all our players, uh, our first-choice players on the pitch on uh, Wednesday, Wednesday night. Uh, I'm really looking forward to the game, actually. I think it should be a good one. Yeah, the the point about Son is is, is good because it's not just the, the media attention that's on Kane. If you've got a player like Kane in, in if you've got a player like that in the side that you're facing, you're going to put your best defenders on him. And not only your best defenders, you're probably... A lot of attention is going towards Harry Kane. There's no doubt about that. And that, because Kane is so good, that gives Son more freedom against anyone he plays. Um, and other players in Spurs' side, but Son is particularly good at capitalising on that. And yeah, Son, to me, has always looked massively dangerous in big games and hasn't always done it against United. He's massively underrated in terms of his, his importance to Spurs in some games. And he's not equally as big a threat as Harry Kane. Definitely not, but he is a, a huge threat to United. But can we cause him problems? Certainly. Anthony Martial in fantastic form. Alexis Sanchez coming into the sides. Romelu Lukaku in some of the best form of his United career, um, albeit a short one so far. And Jesse Lingard in, in the form of his life as well. Um, it's, it's all it is about is picking the right team. And that's not just hard, um, in attack, but in defence too. You've got to choose between Ashley Young and Luke Shaw at left back. Antonio, Antonio Valencia right back is, is 99% nailed on. Um, and then midfield, what formation are we going? 3-5-2, We've got a new player in the side that affects it a bit, but so does the form of the other players. Um, 3-5-2, like, like, like we've both said, is a genuine possibility, um, to, to counteract Tottenham Hotspur. And it's just a question of who you put a wing back, but, Hopefully we'll see Phil Jones um, alongside, I I would go with Marcus Rojo, but I feel like we'll probably see um, Chris Smalling in defence with Jones. But Jones, just a word on him, partly the reason our defensive record has been better this season. Um, and since Mourinho said United were conceding S goal, kept six consecutive clean sheets, which is an amazing record and almost a club record, I think. I think the most we've ever kept in a row is eight. But Jones, not equally today, but... He's having a fantastic season and he's shown it, proving himself to be one of, I, I think generally one, one of the bet, better defenders in the league. Um, he's, he's committed a few mistakes, but only to the level that all defenders do. And you really see his quality as, as we mentioned last week when he plays alongside Chris Smalling and Jones <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> staying on, on the whole injury free. He has had a brilliant season. I would, for, whenever he's been fit, he's been brilliant for us this season. I, 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 Phil Jones' career is such a shame, really, I think, in a lot of ways, because ever since he first played for us, you, everyone could see his talent. I, I think he's always been more talented than Chris Smalling. They've always been compared because of how, how similar um, sort of time frame they came to United. And I, I always think, think Jones has been more talented than Smalling. He reads the game better than Smalling, I think, and he, he's able to perform better in one-on-ones, I would say. Injuries have just absolutely killed his career when he was younger, but now we're starting to see him play some regular games, and he is performing at that level consistently, which is not something we've seen from him throughout his whole career. Earlier this season and last season, when him and Bailly partnered each other in defence, that looked like a brilliant partnership. Obviously now Eric Bailly has started to have a few injury problems, so we just don't have much luck back there with injuries, but Jones has had a very, very good season. Uh, like I said, the, the contrast between him and Smalling now is is 
very very big um and he's become a, Jones has become a lot more assured on the ball as well there was that hilarious run where under Ferguson he would play in uh, central midfield occasionally where he would just go on his bulldozing runs forward with very little idea of where he was actually going um but he's he's improved a lot on the ball um turn into I, this season I think he's definitely been one of the best defenders in the league uh, I just hope he can stay injury free because I think he can be uh, very solid at the heart of our defence for a number of years to come if he can stay injury yeah. free. And I mean, you wouldn't call him young anymore, but he's not on the the elder age of the the spectrum, and he can play for United for 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 some years. Um, prediction for Spurs: I'm going to go for a an exciting one-one draw. An exciting one-one draw. Um, I, yeah, I can see that happening. I'm I'm going to be confident, and I mean I'm saying that I I still don't know what score I'm predicting, but I am <laughs> going to I'm going to be confident and go for a scrap that I'm not going confident. I'm going two two draw. I was thinking I'm going confident and then realise that I I'm actually <laughs> not that confident. But <laughs> there there is the planned process of our predictions, which tend to be 100 percent accurate. Uh, yeah, don't they? yeah. <laughs> Anyway, that's all we have time for on Series 3, Episode 21 of the Manchester United Weekly Podcast. Maybe our predictions will come right this year. Not this year, this week. Um, a nice week. Beating Yeovil Town in the Cup. Alexis Sanchez makes his debut. Angel Gomez gets a debut. Michael Carrick comes back. I mean, Angel Gomez, 17 years old. Almost, I think, in fact, I think, no, not quite, but almost two decades between him and Michael Carrick and both returning to the side after some time and, and that's fantastic to see at the club as well as Alexis Sanchez right slap in the middle between their ages making his debut after signing and beating Yeovil Town 4-0 and then we got Spurs on Wednesday um, which as we both say should be a very good game um, if you want more from us before the Spurs game after the Spurs game before our next episode you can find Jack on Twitter at at UTD Tate, T-A-I-T. And you can find me on Twitter at, at HarryRobinson64 and the podcast itself at, at UTD Weekly Pod. That's P-O-D at the end there. Thank you as always for listening. Have a great week. Goodbye. Network.